and we're the only booth selling turkey legs, I believe. So um, the big old fat ones that are just low-fat, nice, healthy, tasty stuff. Which I think D is just going to come, come, come down just for that, right, D? I know, just ah. So um, so yeah, come, come for that. Hey, I'm going to ask y'all for um your utmost attention, and I will prom. I promise to try not to say um a lot. I don't know why that's coming out of my mouth a lot tonight, so uh, I won't say it. But utmost attention. Uh, welcome to. The Edge, and um, we are on week two of a series called "Don't Settle," dealing with pure purity, dating, and 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 love. Okay, now don't forget, we we call this the Edge because there's there's times, a lot of times, we come here, we are. My goal is to take you to the edge where you've got to choose what you're going to do. When you're confronted with the Word of God, you've got to make a choice. Am I going to to do what it says, or am I going to stay where I am, or am I going to walk away? Now, understand, if you stay where you are, you walk away. You're confronted with the Word of God. You stay where you are, and you walk away. That's the same thing as saying, no, I don't want to do it. You go, well, I I didn't move. When you learn the truth of God, and you don't respond to, to it, that is the same as saying no to the Word of God. Now... Are y'all excited? Okay, I'm about to teach you something that um, I would guess a quarter or a half will probably not not like. Man, I'm so excited to get to teach this to y'all tonight. I'm so excited y'all don't understand. But I want to share something. I, uh, Genesis and I, guy there in the, in the back, um, we meet one, one, one time a week just to go through the Word of God together. We're trying to grow in the Word. And this week we, we talked, and I, I didn't expect to share this, but in James 1, 19, it, it says, To be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, I've, we always take that in the context of, well, that's the way we should l- live our life. When we talk, talk with folks in relationships, we should be qu- quick to hear what they say, slow to speak, let me think about what I'm going to say, and slow to get mad. And that's really good stuff, right? Do you all agree that's right? Okay, all right, Okay. make sure I'm speaking English and everybody can understand English. Mine's a little um, disfluent, but it's still English. I guarantee it. Sometimes it doesn't sound like it. Now, <clears throat> I want you to understand James in that verse is speaking about when the word of God is brought before you. When it's laid in front of you, this is how you're supposed to respond. When someone teaches you the word of God or you read, first of all, be, be quick to listen. Now that doesn't mean everything that I say is, is, is gold and truth all the time. I hope, I, I, I hope it is, but I'm human. So I expect you to even go back. Don't, don't trust everything that I say. Look at the Word of God and see what that says. Now, so be quick to hear though. Slow to speak. Don't let go. Okay, he's saying what? Oh yeah, I don't think that's right. Even when you're thinking it in, in, in your head, don't fight against it. Hear what is said and slow to get mad because you may hear some things. I've heard things in, in the Word of God that are going against the way that I've lived my life. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can come to grips with this. Okay, so I want y'all to be in that, that mindset tonight. Are you with me? This means yes. I need a lot of this tonight. No, okay. This means yes. Taylor, you're going to get hurt. <clears throat> now, we're in the book of 2 Corinthians. What's the book before 2 Corinthians? <laughs> Y'all are amazing. Y'all are already amazing. Who wrote the book of First or 2 Corinthians? Paul wrote the book. We've not gone through this before. Who did he write it to? The church at where? Corinth. Corinth. Okay, y'all are amazing at this point. 
Turn to 2 Corinthians verse, um, chapter 6, and we're going to begin in verse th- th- 13. And he's speaking to a church that hasn't been paying attention. He's shown love to them, but they've not shown a whole lot of love back. So he's trying to t- inform them, you're doing some things wrong, you've got to get some things right. And if you're just mad, just throw your Bible on the floor. If you don't like it already, I didn't expect that response. No, that was an a- a- accident, I, I think. Um, <clears throat> so, look in verse 13, because Paul almost says the same thing that we, we just heard in James 1, 19. Paul says this, In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. He's saying, hey, with what I'm about to say, take your heart that we close off and we keep tight and Open it up some. It may be just this is the way that you've lived, and and you are are, are one. You you know what you know, and you're going to stick by that. But hey, give me a chance and hear what I've got to say. So, so that's what he's saying right there. Now, do y'all know that da- dating is not a bi- bi- biblical concept? It's not in the Word of God. Really, we don't see. It. Have you ever tried to look it up and sort of find things about it? Dating and love, especially for for fourteen teens. Have you tried Bishop, or was that just a stretch? Oh, oh that's okay. You're allowed to try if you want to. Um, <laughs> now, I didn't know what you said. Oh, okay. I like your shirt. <clears throat> now, dating has evolved. And your grandparents are great-grandparents. I, I, would, I, I would guess they got married at a young age compared to what the age is now. Today, the age is about 25 or 6 is the age that folks get married. Um, but back in that day, it was 14, 13, 14, 15. They were married in 1905, 1865. They were married young, young. My grandparents were married in 1912. She was 13. He was 14. Holy cow, are you kidding me? Now, now we, if, if you said that, hey, mom, dad... Dan at church said we ought to get married. So I got this girl. We, we, you know, she Facebook friend and said, uh, date or not date. And I was like, yeah, and we're getting married. Yeah, the, no, not at all. So that was back then. <clears throat> now it's evolved. So I'm not saying, hey, so that's why you should date at like 10. And, you know, yeah, because, yeah, that's what, no. But, you know, dating it has changed a lot. Even back when I was a dater. Back in 1988, 25 years ago, can I tell you, this was the way it looked. And I think it looked like this for a while before. And I I need to explain a term, so don't freak out. Everybody say, I will not freak out. out. Okay, some of you are going to freak out. Okay, this is the way we, 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 we would date back then. We'd become friends, and then we called it, we would hook up. Now that meant, that meant... Like, go get a Coke together or, or something. It, meant, it didn't mean anything else. I learned the hard way when I, I taught this eight years ago. It changed. That term means bad, bad, stay with bad. Okay? So, and so, and so when, you, when you became s- steady, that meant the same as that other word we're not going to say. Um, when you became s- steady, you were dating. So it was just like friendship, you want to go out? We're dating, steady. That, that was the way it looked, 1988. I feel sorry for you people. I mean, that, I mean, it was hard enough back then. I mean, it was, 
and poor guys back then, they had no clue if a girl, if they're going to say, yeah, I mean, you just had to go on a limb and just, just, y'all wouldn't make it. A lot of you guys, you wouldn't make it back in 1988. <laughs> Nowadays, this is the, the way to, you become Facebook friends. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. First part of the relationship. Then you put a, sta- a, sta- a status that says date or not date or whatever, whatever y'all put. What, what, what do y'all put? Huh? Rate me, or would you date me? And you put that on you, your status, and they put a number in your box, and you respond on your thing, uh, hey, four, five, six, seven, nine, two. Um, I think I might pass on you. Who that rhyme? And, and so, um, and so y'all, y'all, y'all do this, and then it's it's very cruel because on my Facebook feed, I don't try to to like stalk you, but it just pops up, and I'm like, oh, because you're going, hey, 18, no way, you know, and you're like, oh, that's just mean, but it's sort of dumb for the person that you put yourself on a limb, you're asking, for, anyways, so then someone says yes, and then, wait, it's not done, you begin talking, what does that mean, nobody has defined for me talking, um, it's not dating, we're not dating, we're talking. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you talking to your mom? I mean, really? I mean, right? So I, I, I don't understand it. Because you're talking, then you go from talking to dating. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay, well, don't, don't give me any information. <laughs> no extra, extra comments here. No, I just don't want anybody to give me any information at this point. And then it goes into... Um, dating progresses a lot of times. To, we won't even talk about where it goes because we all, if you look at the Word of God and if you are a believer in Christ, you understand when it says flee from sexual immorality, it means it means flee. It doesn't, well, it's a good suggestion. It's a bi- biblical truth. So, y'all are complicated. Y'all know that? And, and, and y'all, y'all, y'all think complicated means mature. But it doesn't. I've just got to let you know. And the problem is, everybody in your age group goes, oh, we're just mature. And when everybody that's 16 is saying that, and everybody else is like, oh, they're a little slow. Uh, you know, it's just, come on. So, do you feel the love yet tonight? Yeah. Now, let's jump on this next verse, okay? It says this. Because dating and friendships and a lot of things deal with the topic we're going to talk about tonight. Now, the next verse, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, okay? Now, there's three types of yokes. There's an egg yoke. Anybody ever hear of an egg yoke? This is not talking about an egg yoke. Throw that away. There is a yoke that is a list of rules a rabbi would teach. Like, Jesus taught a way to live, and he taught with his life and what he said. That is called his yoke, Okay, when he says, um, uh, uh, come to me all you who are weak and heavy laden and I will give you rest for um, my yoke is easy and my burden is, is light. He's not talking about something that you carry. He's talking about the way that I've called you to live your life. It's going to take the burdens of this world away. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. But my, my yoke, that's the yoke he's talking about there. Now, it's sort of referring to that yoke. But it's also referring to what's another type of yoke? Anybody know? Oxen, right? A yoke. Now, what you do with and no one, I need your help. So c- come on up. You, you don't, you didn't, didn't know this, but I'm um, coming up up here. No one. Yep. Yeah. The, the only no one we got. 
Now, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 22.10 says this. I've got it for the screen. It says, do, do, do not plow with an ox and donkey yoked to get to to to." Together now, at this point, um, where he's not—I'm uh, not calling him a name. Okay, he's not a donkey. I'm not an ox. Okay, but in the Word of God, it says that. And you go, well, why does it say that? The purpose of a yoke is so that two oxen or what, whatever they are can plow a field. They're, they drag the, this metal blade that goes into the ground into the field, so it, it rips it up, so they can put seed in push it back and that will grow. That's how the crops will grow. Now, if you are going to do a field, do you want your lines to go like this or like this? You want nice... The more straight you go, the, the more crop you're going to grow. If you, it, if you curve, if it goes back and forth, it's not going to work. Now, if you see... If you just do this right here. This is fun. This is great. Okay, we're about the same, the, the, the same size. Let's say we're two... Oxen, okay? So if we were to walk, we're going to walk and plow a field. Now, if we walk together, if you notice we're about the same size, we've got about the same, we've got to sort of work around it, we've got about this, the same gait, so we could do a straight line pretty easy. Can y'all tell that? Yes or no? Yes. Sit down, you did a great job. Look, give, give Nolan a big hand. Okay. <sighs> donkey, I need someone to be my donkey, and that's going to be Paige. Come on down. Before, before that hand went up, I saw a page right there. Perfect. Now, the Word of God even says, do not plow with an ox and a donkey yoked together. Okay? So now, do you understand that if we're like this, I am bigger than she is. True? Okay. So, and my stride is probably bigger than her. She may try for a while to keep up, but she can't. She will get tired. tired. No, you can't. <laughs> They, a, don, a donkey doesn't get on its toe, its hoof toes. Okay, so that's hey, hey, hey! I'm speaking here. All right, so if we we were to walk, my stride is more than hers. She's going to try to 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 keep up, but she's not. We're just going to do this and bust the TV set. Turn around. Okay, so coming back over here, Paige. So if you see, in some regards, okay, Paige, stay right there. After a while, she's going to get tired, and I'm just going to drag her around. That means your feet don't move. You you understand? Okay? And I'm just going to drag her around. Okay? And we're going to plow this field and do so good, and it's going to be fantastic, right? We, we get a lot done, right? Go sit down. That's good. Do you understand that? Thank you, Paige. Give, give Paige a hand. When Paul talks about here, do not be un equally yoked, there's a point to that. And it's this. It says, if you're unequally yoked, you're not going to work well together. You're not made to do the job that way. We, we were the same size, the same oxen, and we could do the straight line. But Paige and I, it's not your fault, Paige. It's me. I was too big. Okay? But, but we, we just, I, I would jerk around. And we wonder why. Look, look what it says. Because now, this verse has been abused, okay? This verse has been so abused and goes, well, this means that, that white folk and black folk ought not to be together. That's stupid. Okay, it doesn't say that. There's nothing about that verse that says that at all. It's been used that way for years and years. Nothing says on any mix of race, 
at all. It says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you go, man, that sounds so, sort of harsh. That, that doesn't sound right. Now, do you... Um, let me t- tell you two, two things about the ox and the, the donkey. Donkey specifically in De- 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 Deuteronomy 20 to 10. One, they aren't the same size, so they can't plow field right. They can't work together. It's not going to work. Two, the oxen is clean and the don- don- donkey is unclean. They had animals at the time that they could eat, they, they could not. They had some that they could touch and that they could not. And if an oxen got with a donkey and plowed with it, it would become unclean. The unclean will always make the clean unclean. The clean can never make the unclean clean. Do you understand that? There was a lot of clean in there. Okay? If the, the, the clean can never make what is unclean clean. It's unclean. But the unclean will automatically taint that which is clean. So, I've just got to tell you, I love you, but flirt to convert is not a biblical concept. You know, flirt to convert, woo! You know, it, it's not, it's not. Now, is there rarities where it's worked out? Yes. But it's not because of you. It's because of how great and gracious our God is. Most time, it wrecks. So Paul speaks right here. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, he's going to go into what I call a rant. You've heard me rant. I rant up here a lot. I'm ranting a little bit tonight as we speak. But what if I were to come up to you and say, Man, we are like... We're like buds, man. We're like best friends. We're like Batman and, and Robin. We're like Bonnie and Clyde. We're like peanut butter and, and jelly. We're like uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto. We're like Jack and Jill. Jack and, Jill and Beavis and Butthead. We're like, I mean, yeah, we're like, we're like Big Bird and Mr. Snuffleupagus. We're like Regis and Kelly. We're like Han Solo and Chewie. I mean, you know, if I, if I was like saying to you that we're just, we just have a, a chat and I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to talk to you about how, how good a friend you are and how close we are and tight we are, there's a point that you're going to say, hey, dude, dude, shut up. I got it. I understand what you feel. I understand what you think. Because there's not a whole lot of scripture that you see this verse, this what Paul will teach right here. But what he says after it is huge because Paul just begins to like, man, it's like this and this and it's like this and this. And this. there's a point they go, okay, Paul, I get it. You, you really, you're trying to tell us this is true. There's no doubt. Look at what it says. It says, verse 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Right, 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 righteousness is, is do, doing what is right. Lawlessness is doing what is wrong. They don't partner. They don't come together. What fellowship has light with the darkness? Have, have you ever seen light and darkness side by side? Not really. Where light comes, dark, 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 darkness flees. When you bring a light up, darkness is gone. They don't exist together. Um, isn't darkness the absence of light? Um, then it says in verse 15, what accord or harm, harm, harmony has Christ with Belial, which is a name for Satan? Okay, so, so what, well, and some of you are on, well, they're brothers, right? No, no, they're not, they're not. He's an angel that is, fall, is fallen, that's Satan, 
Jesus is the son of God. They're not brothers. They're not equals. They're not yin-yang. They don't compare at all. He, the, this one crushes this one. No doubt. There's nothing about him that's the same. And then it says, or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? If you're a believer in Christ and you're in faith in Christ, then your life is not your own. The word of God says you've been bought with a price, therefore you honor God with your body. That means you give him glory in everything you do. If you're an unbeliever, life's about you. Now, as believers, they're not perfect. Perfect at all. We're not. I'm not. We struggle. We fall. But I know the purpose of my life is supposed to be all about God. Everything I do is supposed to be all about God. And an unbeliever who doesn't, hasn't put their faith and trust in Christ, doesn't have a relationship with God, how, how, how can their life be about God when they don't know Him? Then verse 16, it says this, What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Um, once again, I mean, he's just like going boom, boom, light, dark, righteousness, wrongness. He's just saying all these things. Do you understand? It's, it's clear as day. They don't meet. But you know what? This, this topic, we fudge on it because what we talked about this past week on self-esteem and self-worth and what your self-worth in is in. And, and, and my hope is that you find your self-worth in, in God and in Christ and you understand Psalm one. 39 is all about you and his love for you and that he formed you and he made you with a plan. I hope you understand that because a lot of times our faith gets sort of weak. We just get tired and we begin to give up. And my biggest, my biggest thing I want to shout to you is don't, don't set, settle. When you grow weary, going, dude, I hear what you're saying, but man, I can't find that girl you talk about. I can't find that guy you talk about. Then be patient. And wait. Look at what it says here in Deuteronomy 5. I think I've got it on the screen. Do I have it? 5, beginning in, in verse 7. Dealing with what ag- agreement has the temple of God with I- I- idols. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. Verse 8, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in hev- heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Make nothing, he's saying, that you will worship besides me. No, nothing. Verse 9, you shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. You're going, is God allowed to be, be, be jealous? Yes, he is. He created, cre, 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 created you and he loves you. He is allowed to be jealous for you. It's not out of hate or envy. It is out of love because he, 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 he wants you that bad. It says, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity or sin of the, of the fathers on the ch- children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Now, I just want you to hear something that's sort of loud, okay? Is it a sobering thought to you that worshiping I, 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 idols, that is anything other than God, which could be sports, it could be girlfriend, boyfriend, money, fame, worshiping that stuff is hating God. That's what it says. I will visit the sins of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. And, you know, we, we, we take it like it's light. Oh, I'm just messing up some. It's no big deal. God doesn't care. Man, it's big. 
we, we, we do small things and it, it really affects our life. Look what it says in verse 16. The end of, what agreement is the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my pe- people. Okay? And because we are the temple of the living God, we are to do this. It says, verse 17, this is what you're supposed to be. It says to go, therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. God says, be holy, be set apart, be different. And can I tell you, it's going to cost you. Can I tell you it's going to be hard? Can I tell you that some of your Friends that are, could have be your best friends are going to go, dude, what is wrong with you? You've lost it. But can I tell you that it's worth it? Can I tell you that God will reveal himself in a way that you have never imagined seeing him before? Can I tell you that he is faithful to not leave you there? But to show himself in awesome ways. And look at, look at the promise at the end here. The end of verse 17 going to verse 18. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you. And you shall be sons and daughters to me. Dude, that's an awesome promise. If you don't have that underlined in, in your, your Bible, we ought to. We understand that God loves us that much that when we follow Him, when we seek Him, when we give our life for Him, when we obey Him, even in the hard stuff, it brings us an intimate relationship with God. So what does this have to do with the choices you make right here, right now? It's everything. Don't wait until you're in the heat of a moment going, oh, this guy's not a believer, but um, I really like him. So what should I do? And begin to resolve yourself now. Begin to pray now. Lord, help, help me to be, to be strong and to choose to do what is right. To, to, to seek what is right. And I say this, y'all don't even understand how important what I'm... What, and I, I, I want to ap- ap- apologize to an extent because I feel so unworthy to teach the topic that I am because it's so huge. It's so huge to the rest of your life. There's so many... Couples that have been been married for two years, five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty, that their life's a wreck because they've never really followed the truths of God. Not just this one, but 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 this as well. And marriage just becomes something that is just something that you do. And well, it's just what I've got, and I'll just live 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 with it. Dude, marriage is not supposed to be that. And you go, well, I know. I've watched the movies. I know. I know. But but a lot miss it miss it completely and it's so fun it's so awesome it's so but man don't settle so many people settle and you can't um you know i'm not real hot on on dating there's a lot of trouble i see a lot more trouble in it than i i dated when I, i was a teenager so i'm not gonna say no don't I'm just, I'm very wary. I will tell you to be careful, to have accountability. Um, there's just a lot of things. And, and the age that you date, boy, my, my son's not here, so I can say, wait, I want to say like older. <laughs> I, don't, I won't give an age. Uh, but man, 
dating at 12, 13, 14, I'm giving an age, sorry. It's just young. It's just young. And when you date, you know, the, the biblical point for you to date, or to, to really look that road is trying to find who you're going to, to marry. And I, I don't think you should date someone you go, no way, I'm not, this is not going to be the, the guy for me or the girl for me. I know. Then, then, why, then why, why date them? Well, it's fun. Be careful because there's, there's, I understand it's fun. I, I, I was there. Just remember this. The unclean will always make the clean unclean. And the clean will rarely uh, make the unclean clean. I mean, I, I, there's situations where I've, God's worked, so I can't say it won't happen. Um, let me just give some advice. Guys, as you're getting older and you're beginning to look at, what's the type of woman I want to marry? Because you, you'll see girls that will catch your eye. You're attracted to them. But man, make sure that they love G- Jesus. And that doesn't mean, well, um, they, they carry a Bible to school. Make sure they love Jesus, and that they're going to love him more than they love you. Dude, that, that's huge. You want to say, what? Say, so, yeah. yeah. Make sure that God is more important to, to, to them than you will ever be. Not, not saying that they won't love you tremendously. Because I, I, and I can say, I'm blessed. I've got a wife who loves me, um, I don't know how, but in, in a powerful way. But she loves God so much more. Uh, and that protects me. That gives me strength. Uh, I'm blessed so much in that way. Girls. Girls, you hear me? Yes. Say yes. yes. Okay, listen, girls. Just because a guy says, I go to church, or, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, doesn't mean Jack. Do you understand? Amen. I- I- anybody named Jack here? Okay, good. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. And this is what I hear all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm doing Oh, yeah, he, he goes to church. Or, oh, he said that he's a Christian. Oh, he believes in God. Dude, that's great. But there's more. There's so much more than that. You need a guy who loves Jesus, who is not afraid to talk about it with you. That his relationship is such a priority in his life that you can't help but see it. You don't have to ask a whole lot about it. That you see it. Don't settle. You're, you're worth so much more than that. Girls, can I, can I, I, t- I say that to you? Don't settle. You are, you're, you're, you're worth so much more. You deserve so much more than that. And um, you know, when the Word of God says, don't be unequally yoked, there's a point to it. Because if, if you become that way, you're, you're going to miss out. You're, you're not going to be used you know, that, that, that shot of uh, as the two that were the same walking straight and the, the one that spins, you go, man, well, you know, I just want to live my life and make great impact f- for God. This is one way that in, in a great way, if you choose, I'm just going to go my own way, your life is just going to spin. Your works for God are going to be very much ineffective because you've disobeyed the word of God. So the question is, you're at the edge right now, what are you going to do about it? Okay, And, that, and you may not even be in a point where you're in a relationship right now where it counts. I, everybody is at the edge right now. What are you going to do about it? Well, are you going to begin to resolve your heart saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to live this out. This is what I want my life to be about. Or are you going to go, oh, I'll, just, I'll just wait a little bit, which is saying no. So, man, follow God. It's worth it. It's worth it.
is worth it. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much um, for the chance to be here and sort of talk about your word and what your word means. And Lord, I think this is a very big truth uh, that we, we gloss over like it's not that important. But Lord, I see the marriages that are wrecked, um, the lives that are, are distorted um, and just hurt, Lord. So my hope is this, that, that every um, guy in this room, Lord, I, I ask that, that you'll help them to be um, just, first of all, to, to have faith in you, to believe in you, to put their faith and trust in you and repent from, from just turn away from sin in their life and turn to you and trust you, Lord. Every guy in this room, I, Lord, I, I just beg of you for that to occur. Uh, not tonight, just, 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 just now or soon. Lord, I, I pray that you will help them to be the men of God you call them to be and to be patient to not settle. For every girl in this room, Lord, may they know their worth in you, how beautiful and how amazing they are in you. And may that be the standard by which they go by. And may they not settle for some guy who just gives them sweet talk. But may they ah, just patiently wait. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now let me share one more thing. And this is just a tip. There, there may be some guys in, in this room that go, dude, you don't understand. I'm doing a lot of things right. I love God. They just don't give me the time of day. Keep living it. Keep living for God. And one day, dude, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. Because I hear this from, from girls a lot. There's just not a guy out there who, who loves loves God. Not just loves God, but is living for Jesus. I, 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 may, I may have met one in my life. They're just not out there. Guys, you go, man, I'm just not getting a, a whole lot of, you know, like, like, hey, I'm not getting that at all. Just, just live it. Live, live the word out. And God will take care of you. Alright, we're, we're dismissed. Sign up for camp and stuff. Shrimp Fest, if you want to help, help with that, let me know.